Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. Get ready. This this is one Control Report podcast episode sixty six. Space Harrier. That's an arcade game. I like. That's a pretty alright game. If you ever if you ever haven't played Space Harrier, it's pretty cool. It's like a kind of like an on rails like kind of Star Fox shooter thing. Um. Anyways, the only reason I said welcome to the Fantasy Zone. Get ready is because I don't like that <laughs> every episode of mine opens the same. Um, obviously, welcome to the Fantasy Zone. Get ready is not going to be a thing. I just it just happened. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the beginning of my show is so bland and boring. But I guess you have to introduce the podcast. This is me. I'm Benjamin Yoder here to talk to you about video games and and uh, see where see where we go in life with these things that we play from time to time. Um, I did not play any video games last night, but I did. So, so earlier this week, um, I actually got, uh, my package from Japan Retro Direct, which, which had a bunch of import stuff that I wanted to get. But the main reason I ordered anything in the first place is I bought a Super Famicom controller, uh, mostly because my Super Nintendo controller, the only one I have is not in good condition. It's never been in good condition because I bought it used. Um, but it's also the only one I have left. Um, uh, long story, I don't have my Super Nintendo stuff anymore. But I, 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 did, I did get that Super Nintendo controller back. And it was a really not in good condition controller. It worked for the most part. I played through Shaman King's Master Spirits with it. So, you know, it was, it was doing it as well as it could. Um, but like the back left, like down and left on the D-pad did not work well. And then also the R trigger was messed up. So I bought the Super Famicom controller. Uh, it's in pretty good condition. I mean, it's used still, so you know there's some discoloration and stuff like that. But it's good condition. Just wiped it off pretty good, and then uh, and use it. And yeah, it plays. It plays really good and plays great. Um, but because of that, I was just like, hey, why don't I just pop open this uh, this Super Nintendo controller and see what's going on inside? Because now I have no fear of breaking anything. Because if it breaks, I don't plan to use it anyways. Um, so I did. I did open it. It was kind of bizarre because, like, I opened it and then, um, and then I was taking it apart and I noticed that the, uh, the A, B, X, Y buttons had, like, color codings written inside. And if you don't know, the Super Nintendo controller in America has, like, uh, purple and a lavender buttons. And then the, um, the, the Japanese one has, like, red, green, uh, blue and yellow, I think, of the four. I'm not going to turn around and look at the Super Famicom controller literally sitting behind me. Um, but yeah, and so it lists out those red, green, blue, yellow, and then it also lists out purple and lavender in there. And it was very bizarre because this morning, because I was working on it last night, this morning I um, I uh, opened up my, I use a Feedly for news, and saw that Nadia Oxford at US Gamer had posted somebody else's post who had just just talked about noticing this in the Super Nintendo controllers. I mean, obviously people have been opening Super Nintendo controllers for years and probably already knew about this. But it's just very bizarre for me to see that and then learn about it and be like, oh, that's kind of neat. And then wake up the next day and be like, oh, there's literally a news story about the thing I was <laughs> I was looking at less than 24 hours ago. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um, but, yeah, I opened the thing up. Uh, the, whoa, that D-pad was disgusting. I think the only reason back and left may not have been working is just because it was so grungy in there. Ugh. It looked like somebody just, like, smashed some garbage down there for the most part. But, you know, it's controllers. 
you should open your controllers up sometimes. I bet they're not super pretty inside either. But in this case, I think the, the, the nastiness was in there from before my hands got on this controller. I recall not using the, the controller much, specifically because the R trigger wasn't working. And I found out there's like these little, I don't know if you'd call them like paddles, but like little, like almost like little spindle things spindle is not a good word it's like this circle plastic piece that connects to the um the uh, l and r triggers and both of those are broken on that super nintendo controller um but one in specific particular was like broken but it was still in place so it largely did the function it was supposed to do even though it wasn't like you know sturdy um but the other one it was broken and it had like spun around the other way somehow and um and then so like the, the r trigger was just like very loose so i didn't fix it in any way i don't know if like cement glue or something like that would work in that particular situation or not i just didn't want to do anything i don't know what would be sturdy enough to really to really help broken plastic i might need to look into it um but so i just kind of like put it back into place to where it's kind of in the place that the other uh l and r trigger are where it's like it's kind of loose but it mostly sticks together in a way that it does still somewhat support the trigger so i opened up at and did that and then i just went i had a couple of other controllers over the years um i had a couple of um playstation 2 controllers that had like a rattling inside and the um the l1 uh which occasionally stopped working so i opened that up and uh, what i found was the l1 had like a broken piece of plastic that was holding it in place that had broke out and then was like getting caught in the in the the mechanism i guess you'd call it so i got that plastic out but then obviously the l and r button aren't like fully seated correctly which i think at one point it did actually like flip over in there and so that would make sense that the plastic housing was holding it quite properly depending on how you put the pressure on it so I opened that up worked on that controller and then I opened up a GameCube controller that the analog stick was it's not really broken but it's kind of worn down um, in a way that is like undesirable to play with um, so I opened my GameCube controller up and uh, cleaned it out and then I realized I could probably take the analog stick off pretty easily I would think that the analog stick was like like it's like I guess in my mind an analog stick was like a ball a ball inside the controller but it's actually like this like half half like cap that goes on top of a mechanism um which makes sense I I just never thought about it before I guess um and um I think the Nintendo 64 does that have like a ball or it's like a ball attached to like a mechanism or something like a very small ball anyways um so I opened that up uh I took the analog stick out and I just like cleaned the controller out in general and then I found online you could buy actually like analog sticks for the GameCube which I from what I'm reading are not of the best quality but it's probably better than what I had on my controller as is so I just um took them apart for now I cleaned out everything and I'm kind of leaving them like semi disassembled and I ordered some uh, uh, replacement analog sticks that I'm going to go ahead and put on the controller. I think that should be coming in Thursday, it sounds like. So, so yeah, it was an interesting little adventure. I've been, I've been trying to be more open to, like, opening up things, especially if I don't plan to use them anymore if they're in, like, a bad condition. Like, my laptop, I was having some issues with, so I went and just, like, took my laptop apart um, and fixed it. And I still don't have any real use for it. But, hey, you know. The SD card slot on it works where my, my PC's SD card slot is a bit funky. Or actually, rather, it's the I have a USB slot, but then I use like a SD card slot adapter, which doesn't always cooperate. So it's nice having a laptop that just has a slot on there that I can just like go, okay, let me just solve this issue by using my laptop instead. But I, I had fixed that SD card slot because it had stopped working too. So, so yeah, um, that was like the adventure I went on yesterday. And so I'm hoping um, probably tonight and tomorrow um um to 
play some more Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, and then uh, I'm going to try to finish up Hello Neighbor. I feel like I kind of have seen when I needed to see all that game, but when I looked it up online, it looks like I'm pretty much at the end of it, so I might as well finish it off. And uh, I'll probably write something about it, but it'll probably be a situation where I'm writing something about it because I just happen to have finished it, not because I feel particularly passionate about it, which I, I, I don't know. Like, I have mentioned this in the before. It's, I don't... I don't know how valuable that really is, but sometimes, like, sometimes I don't want to just write about the things that I'm passionate about in terms of either liking it or disliking it. Sometimes I think you do need some, like, those, like, middle of the road kind of things, but at the same time, it's, the question is, like, what, what does that, what does that offer anyone? Like, I'm not, I, I don't know, like, eh. Um, Hello Neighbor is okay. It's, that's, that's about the best I could say about it. There's some interesting things about it, but not enough to really, like, do a whole article. I don't know. We'll see. I did a uh, quick play stream, though, that's up on the website if you want to go. Uh, OneController.com. OneController.com. I realized the other day, like, I post this on my YouTube and never, like, say OneControlerPort.com is my website. That is my website. You should go to it. I would just, maybe I just assumed that you would think that out of my, the name of my podcast. So, so yeah. I was looking at some news today and I noticed a game, a mole game called Birdie Crush. Um, it doesn't look like anything particularly special. It just looks like a pretty cute anime uh, golf game. But it did make me think about like, I don't really know where the kind of like anime style golf game, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you call it a market, came from. Like, I guess there's like hot shot golfs and stuff like that. But like... Um, you know, Pangyao is a big, big Korean, you know, free-to-play, uh, I believe, uh, PC golf game. And then that came to the Wii. And then there's, like, a couple, like, there's, like, a Capcom golf game and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, just, like, thinking about it, like, I don't really know what, I don't really know. Maybe, like, there's a Japanese audience that that's interested in, in golf or maybe Korean specifically with Pangya. Um, it's just, uh, it's just interesting that, like, golf gets applied this, like, anime aesthetic fairly often, I feel like, at least more so than other sports, although I've definitely seen, like, some tennis mobile games that are, that are very, very, um, (laughs) I was gonna say, like, anime-specific, but then also has, like, this really weird, (laughs) weird storyline about this, like, oh, I don't know if the storyline is weird, but... There's a trailer for this mobile tennis game. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. But it's like has like this Dark Lord or whatever that gets on the court or whatever. And it's like, oh boy. But yeah, I, I don't know who's making that game. I can't remember. It's been a while since I looked at it. Uh, but this one's called Birdie Crush. Apparently it's out in English. And um, you can sign up for the beta for it on the phone, on your phone. I'm, I'm a bit um, on the fence about it, though. Mainly because um, I have Ponyo Golf. And then I also have whatever that Capcom Golf game was on the Wii. Um, and I could play Birdie Crush. That'd probably be the smarter thing to do since it's more recent. Um, but at the same time, I feel like my, my time would be better spent on something I already own and isn't going to be like a, a grindy free to play kind of thing. Um, to some extent with like free to play, you're, you're, you're trading off time for the money you would have spent, (laughs) you know, trying to play it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I just kind of, I kind of want to get to Panya Golf someday. And I feel like if I play Birdie Crush, then I probably, um, I think it's called Super Swing Golf in America. Panya, 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 Panya. I don't remember the name. I'll have to go look at it. I have a copy here. I'm ready to play this here. I originally wanted to play it for the motion controls, but, uh, apparently the motion controls in that game are very not, not, not very good. 
um, from what I played last time. Um, oh, well, I do hear the, the Tiger Woods golf games on the Wii have really good motion controls, but um, it's, it's been a while since I've I've tried it out. For something that's going to be like a grindy golf game, though, um, I, I don't know. Like To some extent, like... Oh, if you ever played um, like the Sean White snowboarding game on the Wii, there's like a balance board that you can play with, and it, it's really neat to play with the balance board. But when you sit down and play it, it's not a better way to play the game per se. It's just a more novel way to play the game. Um, and so when you sit down and start like playing the story mode, and you're like trying to beat the game, uh, doing it with the balance board becomes pretty frustrating because it seems very built for like uh, using the controller analog or and nunchuck and stuff. So I feel like if you if you want to like do a motion control sports game, you have to kind of go all the way. If you give two different options, then I think you're gonna inevitably make some compromises um, that will ultimately result in in one playing better than the other. And in the case of of from what I saw, it very much is like, hey, don't be crazy. Use buttons if you want to actually pr- pr- progress in this game. <laughs> um, and like, I, I think those games are kind of like a longer style games too. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe someday, one day, I'll play Pena Golf and whatever that Capcom golf game was. It's like a Chun Li outfit in it. There's probably like a lot of outfits in it. I'm gonna guess it's more than just Chun Li. I think it's We Love Golf. I believe also developed by Camelot Games, who makes Mario golf games. I think. This is just all coming back to my brain, and I don't know if it's true, so take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other news. I had pulled up a handful of tabs here. Um, I think the only other news I saw, which I don't really know, like, <sighs> trademark stuff is weird. And, like, I don't want to say not weird, but, like, really, I feel like every time trademark stuff comes up for a game, it's always like, okay, Yes, somebody retrademarked some brand, but what does it really mean? Um, Nintendo filed a couple trademarks in Japan for Endless Ocean um, and another code, or sorry, another record. Um, um, and uh, as far as I know, that's all it's done. I'm looking at a Silicon Era article here for it, um, which is weird because this is the thing that confused me is that they, they, they specify another record was trademarked on this Silicon Era article. I'll link the Silicon Era article since I'm referencing it so directly. Um, but, I mean, the series is called Another Code. So, and it's not like it's like another recode or another something like that. It's another record. I don't know. Record, record, record. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, and, I mean, definitely another record, I'm guessing, because that's not actually a name of anything um, or a direct name of anything, that's totally like, hey, we're we're getting this because we have plans to do something with this name at some point um where endless ocean um i mean anytime like eternal eternal darkness got a bunch of like you know trademark renewals and stuff like that and and a bunch of other franchise always get trademark renewals and then nothing ever comes out of it and i don't think it's because there's any like active development planned for those games it's just a matter of hey these are our uh, our brands and we're going to trademark it to protect it. And then we're going to do that as long as we can. And then once the... I think it's like after a certain amount of time, if you don't do anything with it, the government's like, hey, motherfucker, let this thing go. Like, get it out of here. Like, it's not yours anymore. I think Eternal Darkness has finally, like, fully expired, maybe. I could be wrong about that. 
I'm probably very wrong. I don't know anything about trademarks. I just see it all the time. And, and like, there's like, oh, I think there's a wave race one recently. And then like a developer was like, I would love to make a wave race game, but like, fucking a, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm apologizing for cursing. I've cursed on the show before, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, anyways, another code would be nice. I actually was editing an old, another code article on my website on um, the other day, or sorry, the, yeah, another code trace memory is the u.s name uh trace memory article on my website i had a, a review from way back when i'm still going back and like trying to clean up old stuff on my website and while i'm doing that i'm reading the old articles and stuff which holy crap don't go back to my first reviews because oh my gosh they're terrible it doesn't even look like i edited them i'm like what the heck was i doing jesus um <laughs> but you know that's that's learning that's learning about something learning things i guess like i i probably have made many many a bad article in my life so but yeah we grow and learn i suppose so yeah i i would be happy if there's another like if you know the sing team they worked on that uh i think it's like cold case investigations or something like that um chase cold case investigations i believe it was called um for the e-shop and that game was very much of like oh you want to you want a little flavor of hotel dusk of one of their games they also did hotel dusk in your mouth and you taste it like mm, yes yes i do like this and they're like well all you're getting is the taste because we didn't make any more game than this it clearly ran out of budget at some point um it felt like a game that should have been episodic probably and it definitely was not um or at least it did not come off as such and there i don't think there's been any announced plans for there to be new um things so seeing as a company i like their games and i i was not a huge fan of last window just because it stuck so close to hotel dusk um but i'm i'm curious i'm curious to see what the what those people go on to do and if they're making another you know another another code slash trace memory that's not a bad idea especially since um or saying not a bad idea seems very like i don't know weird to say that it's not I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind another, another, another code slash trace memory, but, um, that last one was pretty, uh, pretty handholdy to an extreme extent for the Wii, the another code R, um, and didn't get localized either. Um, and I would love to see them try to, you know, do something new with trace memory and then also, you know, make it something that's doesn't like, isn't spending every five seconds reminding you the last five things that happened. Cause it's like every time we do a new location, another code R, they're like, Oh, so-and-so I just met here said, says so, so, and so, and so, because so-and-so did this like 10 hours ago. It's like, please. Oh my God. You don't have to recap every part of the story. Every time you talk to somebody, it, it was, it was crazy. It was pretty ridiculous. It's an alright game, though. Trace Memory is a good game. Hotel Dusk is the one I always recommend. Although, honestly, you could probably skip the last window to some extent. I don't know if there's any story ties, really. I'm sure there's some story ties. Kyle Hyde is a handsome man. I'll say that. Also, in my review for Trace Memory, I said that it was like a generic-looking anime game. Which is like, the, it's not generic-looking at all. It actually has a very distinct style. I don't know why I said that. Um... But hey, you know, that's the that's going back and reading your stuff. I thought I hated, like, not hated. I thought I was very indifferent to Yoshi uh, Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. Uh, my general feelings are still that at the moment. But I went back and read my, my like, article for Yoshi's Island. And I was, I wouldn't say I was, like, very positive. But I was pretty positive about that game and, like, really liked it. And I'm very surprised because I, I don't feel like that's how I feel about the game now. You know, that was maybe, like, five years ago. So it's not that long ago. I'm not sure why it was it was like that but but i think i think maybe my 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 perspective of the end of yoshi's island is kind of foggy i don't remember um 
a lot of the egg stuff that I was talking about towards the end. I think I think my biggest gripe about the game, like in in retrospect, thinking about it, was um, that I felt like there wasn't enough of the uh, done with the eggs to some extent, like uh, challenging the player and throwing eggs and stuff to a, a degree. And obviously, you can do the speed run stuff, but that's not a part of the main game. Like that's juggling eggs and stuff is not something you're expected to do, to, to do while you're playing. Um, but I, I remember. My general feeling at this moment from my memory is that, that there wasn't enough of that stuff. But I was reading my review and apparently at the, I was saying at the beginning of the game there wasn't enough of that stuff. But at the end it had really, really, really embraced it in a way I thought was very good. So I was like, oh, well, apparently I misremembered this game to some extent. And that's probably the answer is like, I only remember the beginning of the game probably versus the end of the game. But, you know, that's, hey, you know, when you write a bunch of stuff, you forget that you did things about it. I forgot I wrote a Final Fantasy Tactics Advance review. Review. All those early reviews are so bad. If you want to go back, go to like go to my recent section on my website and just go to page 60 or whatever it is, the last page, and start reading. And oh boy, it's pretty bad back there. Uh, I've I've updated probably the last the like first like 10 articles I've done with like uh, proper proper images and things like that. Um, so yeah, I've come a long way, but maybe not long far enough. <laughs> <laughs> for writing for 10 years but you know i've been in my own bubble for so long i i guess it doesn't really i shouldn't expect too much out of me i'm basically teaching myself the entire way through i've never really had a mentor so um yeah i guess this could be it for this week if you like the fortune cookie section i apologize i leave it open every single podcast just in case i need it but i only use it if in case i or just i only use it if i need it so um so, uh, yeah, I can't say I, maybe we'll pull something up here in the next couple weeks or so, but, uh, I've had enough to talk about and maybe it seemed like I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, but so, sometimes I want to talk about this, like this weird golf game thing, you know, birdie crush. It's not weird, but it's like, it, it just caught my eye and I, I, I don't, I want to talk about it briefly, even if it means that I'm just going to skip over it pretty quickly. Like I doubt, I doubt I will think about birdie crush more than this, this day that I've looked at it today. <laughs> you know we'll see it depends on i guess if i sit down and decide to play it i think if anything it'll probably just make me go and be like oh yeah i want to play panya golf but we'll see um i'm having a hard time deciding on uh, uh what game i want to do for the quick play stream i'm finding and so here's a problem um <laughs> Um, most of the games I've beaten, uh, are back in, in my mom's house in Georgia and I haven't been able to get them out here. Um, I've been trying to, but, um, some circumstances have led to, to it getting pushed off. And, um, at some point if I do go out there, I'll probably go ahead and grab some and bring them back. But, uh, when I, when I moved out to my new place here across the country, essentially, um, I, uh, (laughs) mostly brought games that I had already beaten, um, you know, as much as I could. Um, and unfortunately that means a lot of the stuff that I, uh, have already have a lot of experience with is just still left in, uh, Georgia. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to get that out here, but, uh, I think this week we're going to do, uh, uh, Shinobi three return of the Ninja master. Big fan of Shinobi three. Um, I've, I started with Shinobi three, I think. And even though it's a very different game, than the other Shinobi games, uh, I, I like what that game does quite a bit. So, um, so I think we'll do that and then, uh, and then we'll, uh, go from there. Otherwise, uh, I think we have a Bloodstained Curse of the Moon article coming out this week, uh, review essentially. And then, uh, and then, you know, just more, some more Yakuza. Um, and then, uh, t- tomorrow, um, I'm doing this all out of order. Uh, I have a Hello Neighbor quick play stream up. 
if you want to check that out. Um, so as I said before, I don't say the website name probably enough. So onecontrollerport.com. Don't Google it because you'll probably get one controller, an Xbox One controller. <laughs> I did not think through the uh, <laughs> the uh, search engine uh, optimization kind of stuff with that with the name, but you know, too late. I think I like the name Wilkes Report as a nice uh, nice sound to it. So uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this week. Thank you for coming, and uh, and uh, we'll have a good time. I'm also working to get the podcast on a RSS feed, so hopefully you can get it in places that are not YouTube and maybe be more accessible while you're in real life walking around doing stuff. Um, um, I just gotta figure out how to set that stuff up because I've never done it before. So working on it. Um, and I gotta also upload the backlog of podcasts on there too, which will, I'm sure will take time making the metadata for it and stuff. So, so it's gonna be a little bit, but thanks for your patience. And yeah, that's gonna be it. Have a good week. Bye.